The Solution Word with Pastor Adama Segbeji. Pastor Adama has a passion to uplift people and see the body of Christ excel. His aim, to bring hope to the hopeless and solution to the nations. In this message, you will learn. When David was anointed, the anointing moved him forward. An evidence of the anointing in your life is an evidence of your life going forward. I have never had a better last year. Never. Every year is better than the year before. And for this church, we have never had a better last year. And you watch what God will do this year. It's going to be greater than last year. And next year is going to be greater than the following year. Why? Because the path of the just... Proverbs 4.18 Shineth how brighter and brighter unto the perfect day. So the anointing when it comes upon you, it moves you forward. Say amen to that. From today, I prophesy over you that you will move forward. To be wiped away is the beginning of many deaths to be wiped away. Oh, open your mouth and thank him. Open your mouth and thank him. Father, we are grateful. Thank you for your goodness. 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 Lift up your voice and thank him. Lift up your voice and thank him. Thank him. Thank him. Thank him. Thank him. Father, we thank you. Thank him for preserving 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 you. Thank him, Father, we thank you. Jesus, we thank you. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. Don't stop. Don't stop. Don't stop. Don't stop. Don't stop. Don't stop praising him. Don't stop praising him. Don't stop praising him. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. We thank you for your presence. Thank you for all the testimonies. Thank you for all the healings. Thank you for all the salvations. Thank you that the church is expanding on every side. Thank you for all our properties. We give you praise. We honor you. In Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. Let's give Jesus some praise. Hallelujah. And I said, let's give Jesus some praise. And let's please be seated in the presence of the Lord. Well, it's good to see you all tonight. We thank God for what he's doing um, in the name of Jesus. I think there's a cable here. Can you help move it for me, please? There's a cable underneath. Just move it. And it's not, so that it's not, um, yeah, this one. Hallelujah. God is good. And all the time. Hallelujah. I want you to be prepared tonight.
because tonight, after the word, we're going to praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. We are going to Shabbat. That was the first session. The more sessions are coming in the name of Jesus. Amen. Well, just a quick reminder, uh, this Saturday, the first, we have our very first healing school starting from 6 p.m. How many of you are aware of the healing school this Saturday? We start at 6 p.m. I want you to invite as many friends and families as possible because the power of God will be present to heal and to save. The Bible says in the book of um, Genesis chapter 2 verse 19, the Bible says that, and whatsoever Adam called the animals, that was the name thereof. So we have called it healing school. It's a special healing school. And when you come, you come with that expectation that the Holy Spirit is going to heal you. And so I, I want you to come with high expectation. I want you to invite as many people as possible. This place will be full to the overflow. There will be people sitting outside both on, on Saturday and Sunday. So I want you to come with high expectation because the power of God will be present to do exploits in the name of Jesus. Amen? In the name of Jesus. And also remember that on the 23rd of December we have Vine Song coming. Vine Song is coming. I want you to also get ready. We have flyers ready so after the service I want to encourage everyone to take five each. Five each and to use it to invite family and friends to come and be blessed. Amen. Alright, are you ready for the word? Okay, please turn with me in your Bibles to the book of Isaiah chapter 10, verse 27. Isaiah chapter 10, verse 27. I read, it says, And it shall come to pass in that day that his burden shall be taken away off thy shoulder and his yoke off from thy neck, and the yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing. And we are blessed by the reading of God's word. I'm concluding the teachings that I have been doing for the past uh, four weeks. Today is the fifth week titled Anointed to Overtake. Anointed to Overtake. The anointing of God is the mystery in the kingdom of God. The anointing of God is the only tool and the only weapon that destroys yokes and removes burdens. That is why it is so important that as children of God, we desire for the anointing. Because the anointing has within it the power to remove every burden and the power to destroy every yoke. And I don't know what yoke that you are carrying be it generational or be it a few years back, by the reason of the anointing, that yoke will be destroyed tonight. Amen. Oh, let me hear your amen like thunder. Amen. 
I said, by the reason of the anointing, that yoke will be destroyed tonight. And never to return again in the name of Jesus. Now, we have, we have defined what the anointing is, that the anointing is the burden-removing, yoke-destroying power of God. The anointing is the burden-removing, yoke-destroying power of God. And please hear me, having knowledge of the anointing is not enough. You see, many Christians have knowledge of the anointing, but having knowledge of the anointing is not enough. But getting the anointing to work in your life is much more important. The testimony we had tonight that there was a debt of over 3,000 pounds, but by the reason of the anointing, that debt was canceled. That is what the anointing does. So you have to understand that it's not just enough to have knowledge of the anointing, but you have to know how the anointing works. And once you have that understanding, the anointing will work for you. Now let me give you an example. The anointing has the ability to change or to turn any man or woman into another man. That means when the anointing comes upon you, it will transform your situation to good. It will transform your situation to better. Now I'll give you an example in the book of 1 Samuel chapter 10 from verse 1. 1 Samuel chapter 10 from verse 1. I read, it says, Then Samuel took a vial of oil and poured it upon his head and kissed him and said, Is it not because the Lord has anointed thee to be captain over his inheritance? When thou had departed from me today, now look at what the anointing is going to do after he departs from Samuel. This is talking about Saul. He said, When you have departed from me today, Thou shalt find two men by Rachel's sepulchre in the border of Benjamin at Zilza. And they shall say unto thee, The asses which thou wentest to seek are found. I love that. Now, you know, last week I was saying that the only people who are qualified to be anointed are those who are serving. Do you remember that? I said those who are serving in the house of God are the only people who are qualified to be anointed. Now, Saul's father's uh, asses are missing. And he's gone looking for them. And as a result of that, the anointing found him. He was working. He was serving. God does not pour his anointing on people who are doing nothing. So he, he says, the asses which thou wentest to seek are found. And lo, thy father has left care of the asses and sorrowed for you, saying, What shall I do for my son? Then, then shalt thou go on forward from thence, and thou shalt come to the plain of Tabah. So the moment the anointing comes upon you, the anointing moves you forward. When David was anointed, the anointing moved him forward. An evidence of the anointing in your life 
is an evidence of your life going forward. I have never had a better last year. Never. Every year is better than the year before. And for this church, we have never had a better last year. And you watch what God will do this year. It's going to be greater than last year. And next year is going to be greater than the following year. Why? Because the path of the just, Proverbs 4.18, shineth how brighter and brighter unto the perfect day. So the anointing, when it comes upon you, it moves you forward. Say amen to that. From today, I prophesy over you that you will move forward. Your business will go forward. Your family will go forward. Your finances will go forward. Everything your hand touches from today, it shall go forward. Say a good amen. Amen. So the moment the anointing came upon him, the Bible says that thou will go forward from thence, and thou shalt come to the plain of Tabor, and there shall meet thee three men going up to God, to Bethel. I love that. When the anointing comes upon you, the anointing draws you closer to God. Any anointing or any person, anything that draws you away from God is not from God. The moment the anointing came upon him, it says you will meet three men. And what are these three men going to do? They are going to Bethel. They are going to worship God. It says one carrying three kids and another carrying three loaves of bread and another carrying a bottle of wine. So look at this very, this is so key right there. The anointing positions you around people who have the same mindset. Are you following what I'm saying? From today you will not miss it. I said, from today, you will not miss it. You will not be in the wrong company. God will deliver you from wrong people from today. You see, listen to me. When you are carrying the anointing, the devil's number one strategy is to remove you from covering. That's what the devil wants to do. Because he can't destroy you so far as you are under the covering. So far as you are under an anointed covering, no witch can destroy you. The only way the devil can destroy you is to draw you away from covering. Remember when Satan came, when the children of God were in before the presence of God? He said, have you observed your servant Job? He's blessed. He's this. He's that. He said, he's not serving you because he loves you. He's serving you because uh, you have blessed him. And God said, no, 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 no. I know Job. Job's heart is pure. Job is a man who eschew evil. He hates, he hates sin. And Satan said to God, if you like, take away all these things and see. What was Satan trying to do for God to remove covering? This is, oh, this is so important. When God removed a little covering, see what the devil did to Satan. See what the devil did to Job. His children were killed. His business was destroyed. Everything he had was destroyed, except his soul. 
Satan came back and said, God, <laughs> why don't you remove the covering also? And God said, no, I will take away everything, but as for his soul, it's under covering. And so Satan took everything, but he could not take his soul. Even his wife said, why don't you just curse God and die? That's so powerful. Many people in this day and age don't understand spiritual covering. So they have become casualties in the body. They are in church. I've given you many examples that you see this keyboard is there. But right now it's not doing anything. But it is present. You can be like the keyboard in the church. Present. But your heart is not connected. How many of you have ever put your charger to charge your phone before and you thought it's charging but the power is not on? But it's connected. And you thought it was charging. And then you go back and check after an hour, the thing didn't charge. And you are wondering what happened. It was still connected but there was no power. That's what happens. You can be in the church. You can be in the church. We come to church. Everybody is showing up. Oh, yeah. Even Satan goes to church. You are in the church. Every, every Thursday, every weekday, every special occasion, you are there. But you are, your heart is not connected. It's like that phone that is plugged. But there is no power. There is no power. So spiritual covering is so important. It's so crucial. Because the devil's number one strategy is to remove the covering so he can destroy you. But so far as you are under the covering, he can't get to you. That's why it is so crucial in this last day to have a place where you call home where you are genuinely connected with all your heart. No 99% connection. 100% connection. The moment you connect fully, you are in the association of the more than conquerors. The Bible says that You'll be among people who are going to Bethel, who are going up to God. You'll be, you see, when you are anointed, you are excited about people who, who have the same mindset. People who are talking about God. People who are worshiping God. People who are praising God. You have the same connection. May no one approach you from this connection. I said, may no one approach you from this connection. In the name of Jesus. Verse 4, look at the, what happens. It says, and they will salute thee and give you two loaves of bread which thou shalt receive of their hands. Oh, this is powerful. When the anointing comes upon you, honor comes upon you. Amen. When people see you, they will salute you. From today, they'll begin to salute you. Amen. When they see you, they'll say, yes, sir, master. Amen. Yes, boss. Your enemies will begin to salute you. They'll see you coming from far. They'll say, yes, 
there he comes. There she comes. Because when you carry the anointing, no one can dispute it. It doesn't matter what is happening in your life right now. When you carry the anointing, even Satan can attest to it. I told you that Jacob was blessed, but for 21 years, the blessing have to look for a way to express in his life. For 21 years, he didn't look like a blessed man. For 21 years, I look, I study church history a lot. I look around all the major churches that are doing exploits today. Every major church that is doing exploits today. Minimum years they have been around is 30 years. How many years? 30 years. The church currently that has the largest single attendance on a Sunday. The, 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 the wife of the bishop was preaching a few days ago and he said, when they started, they were four. They were four. Four members. Remember last time I was telling you that when somebody goes to start a church today, you see hundreds and thousands and all they are excited about is the figures. And say, look, 5,000 came today. These are all people's members. Even God did not start the human race with two. He started with one. So in the kingdom of God, it's a seed process. Are you following what I'm saying? The woman of God said they started the church with three or four people. One was not committed. They started with four. One was not committed. The one, he, he didn't come to church for about three weeks. And then when the bishop saw him, bishop said, hey, you are gone. I don't want to mention his name. The bishop said, you are gone. He said, no, bishop. The bishop said, you are gone. Since you haven't come to church for three weeks, you are gone. The next minute, he broke down crying. He said, Bishop, it's true. I've gone drinking and doing other things. Your guarantee to staying on fire in the kingdom is not avoiding fellowship. If you want fire to burn together, firewood to burn together, they have to be together. Are you getting what I'm saying? So after, after three weeks, the guy came back and the bishop said, you are gone. He said, no. He was arguing. Before he realized, he started crying. He said, it's true. I went back. I went singing. I went drinking. And then the bishop led him to rededicate his life. Four of them they started that church, and today there's over 500,000 attending on a Sunday. Now, I'm not talking about the whole churches across the world combined. I'm talking about one location. One location. How did it start? Four members. It took many years before they are seeing the church today in that magnitude. Was he not anointed when he started with four? Yes. It's the same anointing. When Jacob was blessed by Isaac, was he carrying the blessing or not? Yes, but for 21 years, 
There was no evidence of the blessing. There was no evidence. So don't allow your current situation to diffuse your purpose for you to think that you are not anointed. I'm telling you, you are anointed. I said you are anointed. It's just a matter of time. Are you following what I'm saying? It's just a matter of time. Today, that church is the largest church in the world today. If the bishop had quitted 30, 33 years ago, will, we be, will he be where he is today? They built a 50,000 seater in one year. In one year. No overdraft, no loan in one year. Never happened before. So, you see, this is where many miss it. The fact that something is not working doesn't mean God is not with you. He said, yea, though you go through the valleys and the shadows of death, I will be with you. Yes, he is with you, but you have to still go through the valley and the shadows of death. It doesn't mean God is not with you. God is with you. You are anointed. The anointing has to be tested. You are believing God for a million. God is giving you one pound. You say, God, what is this? Why don't you thank God for the one pound? And then the million will come. If you don't thank God for the little, how are you going to have access to the multitude? When the anointing comes upon you, they will salute you. I said they will salute you. They will begin to honor you. This church, a time is coming where presidents from across the world will be sitting in this church. Presidents from across the world, they'll be ushers in this church. Presidents across, mega presidents of nations, they'll be playing the drums. They'll be playing the keyboards. I'm telling you, they'll they'll be doing camera. Presidents! They come into the house of God, serve. When they step out, you see their bodyguards with them. What am I saying? It's just a matter of time. A time is coming where five million will gather in Solution Chapel International. Because we are anointed. The anointing will draw men and women from every house, from every corner, from every nation, and they'll come with speed swiftly because we are anointed. And they will salute you. They will give you two loaves of bread which you receive of them. I decree upon someone here before the end of this month somebody is coming to give you something you have not worked for. Before the end of this year somebody is coming to give you things you have not worked for. In the name of Jesus. Something you prayed about a few years ago that you forgot about. Before the end of this year that paperwork is coming. That document is coming. By the reason of the anointing. Anything holding back your your breakthrough. Anything, anyone, anywhere. Holding back what belongs to you. By the reason of the anointing. 
That yoke is destroyed now. 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 Anything limiting your progress, that yoke is destroyed now. The yoke destroying anointing is present here. I decree you free from today. In the name of Jesus. They will salute you. They will salute you and they will give you two loaves of bread. You have no work for it, they will give it to you. Somebody is bringing you a house. A five bedroom house. God says, you live in houses you did not build. God said, I'll give you houses you did not build. I prophesy over your life that you live in houses you did not build. One of my pastors, who is now, some of you might know her, Pastor Patricia, she used to live in a, in a, it was an eight-bedroom mansion. It was a mansion, free, in this country. How many of you remember Pastor Patricia? Yeah. She was living, it was by a prophetic decree that you will live in houses you did not build. She was not paying any one P, no bill, nothing. I have had a three-bedroom house given to me free in this nation. Lived in it without paying one pound. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, in this country, God is shifting things. Vultures are going to bring to you what you have not to work for. Any vulture company anywhere holding your breakthrough, I decree its release now. In the name of Jesus. Verse 5. It says that after that thou shalt come to the hill of God, where is the garrison of the Philistine? And it shall come to pass when thou art come hither to the city, that thou shalt meet a company of prophets coming down from the high place with a psaltery and a tablet and a, and a pipe and a harp before them, and they shall prophesy. Somebody says, it's time to prophesy. Do you know what prophecy simply means? Prophecy is simply taking the word of God and speaking it to your situation. That's what prophecy is. So when you see a valley of dry bones, and you don't like the dry bones, you prophesy over it. You say dry bones, you will live again. And by the time you realize, that dry bones will become a mighty army. I decree upon you from today that the spirit of prophecy will be made manifest in your life. Listen, in this kingdom, you'll have what you say. So if you say nothing, you'll have nothing. What do you want? If you say nothing, you have nothing. The kingdom of God operates on saying whatsoever you desire. When you say it, you will have it. In the name of Jesus. Verse 6, the Bible says that, And the spirit of the Lord will come upon thee, and thou shalt prophesy with them, and thou shalt be turned into another man. 
Say amen to that. Amen. You see, the evidence of the anointing in your life is you are turned into another man or another woman. Verse 7, and let it be when these, these signs will come upon thee that thou shalt do as occasion serve thee for God is with you. That's a good place to see a good amen. amen. It says when you see these signs you shall do as occasion serves you. When you see the stirring of the waters when the anointing is stirred, it says you shall do as occasion says. Do you know what that means? The moment you see signs or evidence of the anointing present in your life, guess what you do? If you need a house, go around the area that you want to live in. Start walking around. Wherever the foot of your steps shall be, I'll give it to you for your inheritance. You will do as occasion serve you. So you go around that house, five bedroom house, ten bedroom house, and begin to decree, it is mine. It is mine. I possess you. You belong to me. In two years time, I live in this house. If it's a Mercedes Benz you want to walk into a showroom and you begin to touch it and say, this car is mine. If it's a Range Rover, you go in and touch it. This car is mine. Because he says, and let it be when these signs come upon thee, thou shalt do as occasion serve thee. Why? Because for God is with you. Doing as occasion serve you does not make sense. If you are single and you like a lady and you like her, you see a lady and you like her and say, this is my wife. Yeah. You do as occasion serve you. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. If it is money that you lack, you go to the Bank of England. You say, in the name of Jesus, every money in this bank is being wired into my account now. Bank transfer. Why? And before you realize, financial breakthrough is coming from everywhere. Glory be to God. And I prophesy it over you. I sense the anointed present. So I'm going to do as occasion serve me. For me, as I do as the occasion serve me by prophesying over you. Lift up your hands right now. I prophesy that this year your hands will handle great things. I prophesy every toiling, every toiling, every toiling upon these hands, they are removed now. They are destroyed now. Every spirit of toiling is destroyed now. I decree that these hands will handle houses. You will build houses. You will build houses. You have real estates in the name of Jesus. You will be debt free. I decree you are debt free. I prophesy you are debt free in the name of Jesus. I prophesy you are flourishing on every side. Whatsoever your hand touches from today, it shall be blessed. I decree against every frustration of the curse. Any curse, any curse in your bloodline, in your family line, in your life, 
I decree right now it goes today. It goes now. In the name of Jesus. So shall it be. Give Jesus some praise. Give Jesus some praise like you have received it already. So now you go and do as occasion. Every time you feel the presence of the anointing, just begin to prophesy. Just begin to touch things you want. Just begin to walk around places you want to live. Just begin to drive around places you want to live. Just begin to go to universities. The, the private schools that you want your children to go to, just begin to drive around them. And before you realize, it's just a matter of time, your children will be going to that school. In the name of Jesus. Verse 8 of First Samuel chapter 10, it says, And thou shalt go down before me to Gilgal, and behold, I'll come down to thee to offer burnt offerings and sacrifices, of peace offering seven days shall thou tarry till I come there and show thee what thou shalt do. And it shall be so that when he had turned his back to go from Samuel, God gave him another heart. And all those signs came to pass that day. Hallelujah. Say that day. Verse 10. And when they came hither to the hill, behold, a company of prophets met him and the spirit of God came upon him. And he prophesied among them. And it came to pass when all that knew him before time saw that, behold, he prophesied among the prophets. And then the people said one to another, what is this that is come unto the son of Kish? Is Saul also among the prophets? And one of the same place answered and said, but who is their father? Therefore, he became a prophet. Is Saul also among the prophets? That's a message I'll preach next year. A prophet. And he became a prophet. Is Saul also among the prophets? You'll become a good prophet. I said you'll become a good prophet. They'll look at you and they say, a solution chapel international also among the billionaires. That will be your proverb from today. When they look at you, they will call you by name. They will say, is so so and so also among the healed ones? They wanted you ashamed, but they will see honor. They wanted you down, but they will see the glory of God. In the name of Jesus. So that's what the anointing does. When it comes upon you, you will turn into another man. Into another woman. And that will be your story this year. For the rest of your life, you'll become a proverb of God's goodness. In Jesus' name. Psalm 24. Psalm 24 from this three to five. Now we want to look at who and who is qualified to operate in this level of anointing. Because you see, it's not just enough to desire the anointing. You want to operate in it. But there's a price you have to pay. 
It says, who shall ascend into the hill of the Lord? Or who shall stand in his holy place? The holy place of the Lord, or the hill of the Lord, is where the anointing is dispersed. It says, he that have clean hands, and a pure heart, who have not lifted up his soul unto vanity, nor sworn deceitfully, he shall receive the blessing from the Lord and righteousness from the God of his salvation. So to operate in the overtaking anointing, you must have four things. Four things. Number one, you must have clean hands. Your hands have to be clean. Number two, you must have pure hearts. Number three, your soul must not be lifted up in vanity. And number four, don't sweat deceitfully. Don't sweat deceitfully. You know, there are some people who swear. Swearing deceitfully means you have the lips of a liar. You know, there are people who look into the face of a pastor and lie. Your pastor, your man of God, you look into his face and you lie. <laughs> Sometimes I look at those people and say, you know you are lying. Why are you lying? Don't lie. Don't swear deceitfully. The anointing will not work in your life. Amen? Amen. How many of you want to overtake this year? Yes. You want to overtake yes. in every area of your life? To overtake, there are five things you must do. Five things you must do. Number one, you must prepare and train for the race. Because it's a race. Life is a race. How many of you think that Usain Bolt just gets up from bed and he comes to run the 100 meter race and he wins? No, he trains for it. There was a documentary I watched about him uh, he trains in a, in a swimming pool, running in a swimming pool. Somebody has a rope behind him, pulling him in a swimming pool, and he's running. He's running forward. The person is pulling him back. What is he doing? He's preparing. He's running. It doesn't make sense. He's running in a swimming pool. Because water is so powerful, it impedes your speed. And so after he's run in the water, when he comes to land, he's running like fire. So you must prepare and train for the race. Second Timothy chapter 2, verse 3. Second Timothy chapter 2, verse 3. It says, Thou shalt endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Thou shalt endure hardness. So that means for you to be able to go the extra mile, you have to endure hardness. You have to endure hardness. Number two, you must not cut corners in the race. You must not, you must not cut corners in the race. Second Timothy chapter 2 verse 5. You see, nothing great happens quickly. You did not happen quick. You have to go through a nine months process to be born. And then you are growing gradually. Nothing great happens, boom. There is a process. 
Don't shortcut the process. Electricians will tell you if you shortcut an electrical process, you are going to create and cause fire. Sometimes the process might be tough, but you have to ask God to give you grace to go through it. Moses had to go through the wilderness. That was his process of training for 40 years. Nothing great happens. This ministry has to go through process. I'm telling you, it has to go through process because a time is coming where God is taking us. If we don't go through the process, we can't handle the product. You see, if we don't go through the process, we can't handle the product. The product will be too much for us. So process is important. Second Timothy chapter 2, verse 5. It says, if a man also strives to for masteries, yet is he not crowned except he strive lawfully. Don't cut the corners. Don't say, I want it now. Be willing to go through the process. You must not cut corners in the race. Be willing to go through the process. How many of you know that this thing is a long journey? It's not abacradaba. It's not a one-day show. It's a long process. The anointing is a long process. If you cut corners now, you'll suffer the consequences tomorrow. There are churches that have cut corners that want big, big church now. And they've gone to all kinds of places and done things, done rituals, killed people, buried stuff. They got the people all right, but it did not last. They died a shameful death. They suffered humiliation. Those are the people Jesus who said, depart from me, you workers of iniquity, I know you not. They were mentioning the name of Jesus all right. Don't cut corners in this race. You have to strive how lawfully. Everybody have their track. Run your own race. Stay in your lane. Stay in your lane. Have you ever seen a doctor going to a carpentry shop to train before? No. You have to stay in your lane. Number three, you must shed off every weight for the race. You must shed off every, every weight for the race. Hebrews chapter 12 verse 1. Hebrews chapter 12 verse 1. It says, wherefore, seeing we also are compassed with so great a crowd of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin that do easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. It's time to share off every weight. Sin is a weight. Anything that will slow you down on your way to having access to the anointing does not deserve your time. Number four, 
you must focus on your own race. Focus on your own race. Second Timothy chapter 2 verse 4. Focus on your own race. No man that warreth entangleth himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who had chosen him to be a soldier. Focus on your own race. How many of you know that when you go to the airport, there are different flights going to different destinations? You can't just see somebody and say, oh, I like this person, and then you just follow them and say, okay, we are going together. <laughs> they are going on a different plane. You are going on a different plane, different destination. Focus on your race. You see, people who don't focus on their race run everywhere. They see somebody running here, they want to follow. Have you noticed that this ministry will stay the course? We're focused. Every weekday, I'm teaching you. What am I doing? I'm building you up. Building you up. Building you up. A time is coming, you become mighty men and mighty women. Amen. That's what David did. David, David had men who were in debt, those who were destroyed, those who were dejected. They gathered, he became a champion, a captain of them. <laughs> but David trained his people. He taught them. He trained them. And a few years later, these men built the temple that Solomon needed. They gave offerings to, to the point where Solomon didn't have to raise any offering. Because by the time Solomon showed up, every money, resources he needed to build a temple was there. Because his father took his time to train the people. So run your own race. When you wake up in the morning and you're going to work, you see people going to different places. You can't just get up and follow them. Your, your work address is at a different place. You know, your address is at a different place. So follow the direction to your address. Amen. Run your own race. Amen. I said run your own race. Amen. Focus on your own race. Amen. If you want to please God, don't be entangled with the affairs of this life. As for the affairs of this life, there are many. There are many. Tomorrow somebody will come and pull you. Let's go here. Tomorrow somebody say, let's go there. Tomorrow somebody say, let's go there. No, focus on your race. Number five, to overtake, these are the five things you must do. Number five, you must run with the aim in mind. Run with the aim in mind. First Corinthians chapter nine, verse 24. It says, know ye not that they which run in a race run all, but one receiveth the prize, so run that ye may obtain. So you run with the end in mind. You know where you are going, so you are focused. Run with the end. Run with an aim in mind. Don't just run. David didn't kill Goliath for nothing. When he was going to kill Goliath, he said, he said, what shall be done to the man who kills this uncircumcised Philistine? He had an aim in mind. 
When David was killing the bears and the lions, he was not expecting anything because the bears and the lions were preparing him for the day of Goliath. Are you following what I'm saying? So there are things right now you are doing that might seem as if, oh, you're not getting anything out of it, but make sure it is lined up with your destiny. Are you following me? Make sure it is lined up with your destiny. So run with the aim in mind. Finally, as we get ready to close, let's look at a case studies of how the anointing can cause you to overtake. You want to overtake, don't you? So let's look at how the anointing can cause you to overtake. First Kings chapter 18 from verse 41 to 46. First Kings chapter 18 from verse 41 to 46. I read, the Bible said, And Elijah said unto Ahab, Get thee up, eat and drink, for there is a sound of abundance of rain. So Ahab went up to eat and to drink, and Elijah went up to the top of Camel. And he cast himself down upon the earth and put his face between his knees, that is prayer. And he said to his servant, go up now, look towards the sea. And he went up and he looked and said, there is nothing. And he said, go again seven times. And it came to pass at the seventh time that he said, behold, there arises a little cloud out of the sea like a man's hand. And he said, go up, say unto Ahab, prepare thy chariot, get thee down, that the rain stop thee not. And it came to pass in the meantime that the heaven was black with clouds and wind and there was a great rain and Ahab rode and went to Jezreel. Verse 46, key verse. The Bible says that and the hand of the Lord was on Elijah and he gathered up his loins and he ran before Ahab to the entrance of Jezreel. See the difference that the anointing makes? What you need is the anointing. It doesn't matter who has gone ahead of you. Ahab went ahead of Elijah. Is that correct? Ahab went on the best chariot. Is that correct? But yet still, when the hand of the Lord came upon Elijah, did Elijah overtake him or not? So listen, it's not who starts first. The key issue is, is God with you? Yeah. It's not about who started first. Yes, they've gone ahead of you, fine. But if God is with you, I'm telling you, you will overtake. Amen. So quickly, let's go and look at what the hand of the Lord means. Because the Bible says, and the hand of the Lord was on Elijah. The hand of the Lord. From today, the hand of the Lord will come upon you. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Four things that the, the hand of the Lord represents. The hand of the Lord represents four things. Number one, the hand of the Lord represents the approval of God. The hand of the Lord represents the approval of God. May God approve of you from today. Amen. Number two, the hand of the Lord represents the help of God. Amen. The help of God. May God help you from today. In this race, how many of you know that you need the help of God? Yes. To overtake, you need the help of God. Yes. More than anything, may God help you from today. Yes. May God help this church from today. Yes. 
May God help our children from today. In the name of Jesus. Number three, the hand of God represents the invincible power of God. The invincible power of God. When the power of God is behind you, nobody knows that they can't see that hand. Yet you are going very fast in life. May the invincible power of God be your support from today. Number four, the hand of the Lord represents the enabling grace of God. The enabling grace of God. Paul said, I am what I am by the grace of God. May the grace of God make a difference in your life. In the name of Jesus. So now the question we want to ask is, how do I engage the hand of the Lord? How do I engage the hand of, because we've noticed that the hand of the Lord is a difference maker. The hand of the Lord is the anointing that causes you to overtake. How do I engage the hand of the Lord? Number one, don't engage in any sin that will remove the hand of God from you. Number one, don't engage in any sin that will remove the hand of God from you, like Samson. Samson engaged in sin. Delilah deceived him. The hand of the Lord was removed from him. His strength left him. He became like any ordinary man. So don't engage in any sin that will remove the hand of God from you like something. Number two, seek to please God daily like David. Seek to please God daily like David. Let pleasing God be your heart desire. Seek to please God daily like David. David was a God pleaser. David was a God chaser. Seek to please God daily. Number three, make soul winning your lifestyle like Daniel. Make soul winning your lifestyle like Daniel. Daniel said, he that winneth soul is wise. Make soul winning your lifestyle like Daniel. These are the only ways you can engage the hand of God. Number four, walk in the perfect will of God for your life like Jesus. Walk in the perfect will of God for your life like Jesus. Jesus said, not my will, but your will. Jesus was in the center of God's will. There is no greater joy than to be in the center of God's will for your life. And I decree that from today you will not miss your way. In the name of Jesus. Number five, obey God promptly without delays like Abraham. Obey God promptly without delay like Abraham. You need that. Write it down. It will help you. Obey God promptly without delays, like Abraham. God told Abraham, sacrifice your son, your only son, whom thou lovest. What did he do? He woke up the following day, early in the morning, without delay. Without delay. Without delay. Obey God promptly, without delays, like Abraham. And when you do that, you'll engage the hand of the Lord. Finally, as we close on this series, three areas you are destined to overtake in this year. Hey, this is powerful. 
Three areas you are destined to overtake this year. Number one is you shall overtake your enemies. Say a louder amen. Amen. You shall overtake your enemies. Genesis chapter 44 verse 4. It says, And when they were gone out of the city, and not yet far off, Joseph said unto his steward, Up, follow after the men. And when thou hast that overtake them, say unto them, Wherefore have you rewarded evil for good? You will overtake your enemies this year. I said, everyone you have done good to that has rewarded you with evil, you will overtake them this year. I said, you will overtake them this year. In the mighty name of Jesus, let your amen be like thunder. Let me hear your amen like thunder. Number two, you shall overtake in your finances. Let me hear your amen like thunder. Amos chapter 9 verse 13. Amos chapter 9 verse 13. It says, Behold, the days come, saith the Lord, that the plowman shall overtake the reaper, and the treader of grapes, like, like the, the treader of grapes, him that soweth seed. And the mountain shall drop sweet wine, and all the hills shall melt. Say a good amen. amen. Say a good amen. amen. It says, Behold, the days come and say the Lord that the plowman shall overtake the reaper. You will overtake the reaper. I said you will overtake the reaper. You will overtake in your finances this year. You have so much wealth at your disposal. You begin to thank God for his goodness. Number three, the last but not the least, you shall overtake those who have gone ahead of you this year. Say amen like thunder. Genesis chapter 31 verse 25. The Bible says that then Laban overtook Jacob. Now Jacob had pitched his tent in, in the mount. And Laban with his brethren pitched in the Mount of Gilead. It says, Then Laban overtook Jacob. You shall overtake this year. Anyone that has gone ahead of you, you shall overtake them. Your business shall overtake them. In the name of Jesus. This ministry shall overtake on every side. In the name of Jesus. Whatever we do from today, the overtaking anointing is coming upon us. In the name of Jesus. We will be a good proverb in this nation. And across the globe, we will be a good proverb. In the mighty name of Jesus. From today, go and do exploits. From today, go and do exploits. From today, go and do exploits. May the anointing of God upon you cause you to do exploits. When you begin to see signs of the anointing, 
may you do as occasion serves you. May you do as occasion serves you. May you do as occasion serves you. May the anointing draft favor into you this year. May everywhere you go, may the favor of God come upon you. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. May the favor of God be your portion this year. Where others are struggling, may you flourish. Where others are struggling, may you flourish. Where others are struggling, may you flourish. In the name of Jesus, like Joseph, you will be fruitful in the land of your affliction. Like Joseph, God will cause you to forget all your pain. Like Daniel, you will be and you have an excellent spirit. Like Abraham, you'll be a friend of God. Like David, you'll be a man after God's own heart. Like Jesus, you'll be, this is my son in whom I am well pleased. I decree upon you from today, the anointing will be evident. The anointing will be evident. The anointing will be evident in the name of Jesus. From tonight, every debt that has ravaged your life, I decree those debts cancel. I decree those debts cancel. I decree restoration of finances into your life. Restoration of finances into your life. I decree wealth transfer. Wealth transfer. Supernatural wealth transfer. I prophesy promotion into your life in the name of Jesus. So shall it be. So shall it be. So shall it be. Did you receive it tonight? Come on, let's celebrate the Lord. Hallelujah. Let's rise up on our feet. Let's praise God for eight minutes. Something supernatural will erupt here tonight. Amen. I prophesy over you that from today, Jehovah will have the final say in your life. From today, victory will be yours. From today, I decree you are permanently healed. No sickness will come near you ever again. Your body is functioning perfectly well. In the name of Jesus, I decree that from today, you'll go from victory to victory. From glory to glory. From faith to faith. From favor to favor. From winning to winning. From everlasting joy to everlasting joy. In the mighty name of Jesus. What you have done tonight is prophetic. And I decree it in your life. In Jesus name. Give Jesus some praise. Hallelujah. Wow. Did you receive it? 
It's been five weeks of teaching on the anointing. I want you to take your time, go home, listen to the podcast. Take all five, digest it, fast with it, pray with it, because you are going to see the overtaking anointing in this church from henceforth. In Jesus' name. Amen. Remember this Saturday from 6 p.m., we have healing school, 6 to 9. We have people inquiring from all over. It will be awesome. Don't miss it. Come with expectation. Some of the healings that are going to take place are for the future. Where the devil, some of you are not sick now, but the devil has planted a time-sensitive sickness in your future. During this healing school, it will be terminated. I was just with the word and, 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 and Jesus was revealing some exciting things to me that I cannot wait to share with you. One of the key things the Lord told me is that he's going to create new body parts. We are going to see it raw in this healing school. Raw. We will see the Holy Ghost in the healing school raw. We'll see the hand of God raw. So I want you to tell everybody you know, text them, come to healing school. It's free. It's an instruction I've received from the Lord. Thank you so much for taking time to listen to The Solution Word by Pastor Adama Segbeji. For prayer or further details, please call us on 01293-885000. Or why not visit us this Sunday at 10 a.m. at Solution Barnfield Road, Northgate Crawley, RH10 8HQ. Your experience at Solution is sure to be a time of great blessing. Solution bringing hope to the hopeless and solution to the nations.